Welcome back to Been There, Watch That. I'm Justin, I'm here with Dave and Mr. Joe, and we're here to review another movie. Last week was my pick, I went with Grizzly Man, some mixed reviews. Kind of a weird movie, and now we're kind of getting back to somewhat normal territory with Rain Over Me, the 2007 Rain drama. Over Me. Yeah, there we go. Dave's pick this my week. My pick! Woohoo! <laughs> You're welcome. Don Cheadle and Adam Sandler. And I, I gotta say, this, yeah, this is one of Adam Sandler's uh, serious roles. Yeah. Back before he did serious roles, like now he's done Uncut Gems mm -hmm. and the the basketball recruiting movie just came out not too long ago. But you know, he's usually the slapstick guy, and uh, you know, serious role. Yeah. It's all set in New York City, and basically the backstory, which Joe will get into, is uh, yeah, Joe. Adam Sandler's character, his whole family died in 9/11, and. He crash, runs yeah. into his old college roommate, Don Cheadle, and they uh, kind of rekindle their friendship, and he helps them through, uh, but not to uh, spoil anything, but it kind of ends unresolved. It doesn't, not necessarily a happy <laughs> ending that you're sure what's going to happen. I don't but know. I, definitely thought, some, I thought it was there. Yeah. All right, let's get into it. All right, so you guys ready for a rundown? Give us the rundown. All right, so... Charlie Freeman, uh, Feynman, played by Feynman, Adam Sandler. Yeah, yeah Feynman's played by Adam Sandler, who lost his family in a terrorist attack on September 11th, still grieves over their deaths. He runs into his former college roommate, Alan Johnson, played by Don Cheadle, and the two rekindle their friendship. Alan himself is feeling the strain of family and professional responsibilities, mm -hmm. uh, and his renewed bond with Charlie gives both men the strength to carry on during a turning point in their lives. You guys ready for a casting call? You betcha. <clears throat> so, it stars Adam Sandler playing Charlie Feynman, and he's known for The Water Boy and Big Daddy. Don Cheadle plays Alan Johnson, and he he's known for Crash and Traitor. Jada Pinkett Smith plays uh, Janine Johnson, and she's known for The Matrix movies and Scream 2. Liv Taylor, Tyler plays Angela Oakhurst, and she's known for Armageddon and The Lord of the Rings movies. Donald Sutherland plays Judge Reigns, and he's known for the Hunger Games movies and Pride and Prejudice. Robert Klein plays Jonathan Templeman, and he's known for Two Weeks Notice and One Fine Day. Melinda Dillon it plays Ginger Templeman. She's known for A Christmas Story, which I did not know that she was the mom in A Christmas Story. I didn't either. Nope. That was, that was a trivia there. Kind of yeah. makes sense, though. Now that I think about it, it does look like her. Yeah, I, I just didn't huh. put two and two together. Yeah, nice. And she played in Harry and the Hendersons. And last but certainly not least, uh, on is Paula Newsom. She plays Melanie, and she's known for Guess Who, Spider-Man: No Way Home, and Little Miss Sunshine. Okay. Hmm. All right. Hold on. Who was that? Is that the daughter, or who's Melanie? Uh, uh, no, that's the lady, the secretary, who I thought was fantastic. Yeah, the, the sassy secretary. <coughs> yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. I tell you, I was really happy with the cast. Yes. Oh, now, yeah. I thought the secretary knocked it out of the park yeah. with her sassiness and her uh, quick, clever thinking. The parents are <clears> good. And I, I, I'm going to throw this one on you just to see if you noticed it too, but B.J. Novak. Yes. As the <laughs> prosecutor guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just... 
I thought he slammed home runs. He yes. had like four lines in the movie, but all of them were bam, yeah. bam, bam. And especially in the judges thing. All right, shut up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah. As soon as, as soon as the court scene started, because yeah. uh, you hear BJ before you see yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. And Cena goes, I think that's Ryan from The Office. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going, are you sure? Then they show him. And I was like, yeah, you're right. And I mean, she picked it up immediately. Yeah. And, and I made the joke. I said, yeah, he went from being the temp at the office to being being the arrogant prosecutor. Yeah. <laughs> or the I just, arrogant I just thought you could kind of, you could read it. I could read his language and tell what he was doing. Yeah. And yeah, he you, knew. And he just, he acted it perfect. Yeah. Yeah. You you wanted to hate him from go. It was like literally. Yeah. Three words in, and soon as you you like when he's showing the picture, he's like, "Yes, all four of them." Yes, and you're just like, you know what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. Yes, but yet it's so subtle that yeah, you just want to. He sold it. Yeah, you just want to wring his neck. So so so, Mister B J Novak, if you ever happen to stumble upon this, we applaud that performance. That. For such a small role, it was yes. a home run. Yeah, yeah, we we hated your character so bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just thought he was slick. You know, yes. just the way he pulled it off, slick. But but that's just being a jerk, and that's what yeah, makes it, yep. you know, that... Yeah, he gets, hey, job done. Yes. He gets reprimanded by the judge, like, don't pull that in the court. Yeah, you play yeah, that yeah, again. Yeah. Yes. Basically, yeah, he was trying to trigger Adam Sandler, who's his whole family died in a yeah. tragic way, and he's pulling out pictures. Oh, he triggered room. him, all right. Yeah. And, and slap him down on the desk, and basically to, sh- to get him to snap so that his yeah, it would help his case. Yeah, make it obvious that he's because the whole case is about whether he should be committed. It's insane. Yeah, yeah. I told Cena. I said, Judge Shaw should have told him. Said, keep it on. You're going back to selling paper with the White and Scranton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's kind of c- a interesting, weird side story. The whole uh, patient of Don Cheadle's character that's like. Obsessed with him and yeah. interested with him romantically, yeah. and wants him to cheat on his wife with her. So it's yeah. like kind of <laughs> odd uh, little storyline to go with, but it, it ended up. Well, out. I thought it tied it all together because it it kind of got him. I mean, you're talking about a guy that's browbeat by everybody, you know, starting with his wife, mm-hmm. his dental partners, yeah, uh, you know, everybody in his life browbeats him, and then. Walks all over him. Yeah, and then you got this lady that comes in and pulls that deal, and then he gets browbeat by her, and it's just kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back. He had to. So, when when he met with her again in private, and she made the offer, or no, the first time when he made the offer, I guess, um, you know, and he's like, "Did you guys think he was going over to lock the door, or what did you think was going to happen there?" I was a little surprised by it because he went over the door and I was like, he's got his hand on the lock and he's like, get out, get out right now. Yeah, I didn't think he was going to go through with it. Yeah, yeah, I didn't either. I didn't know I just, where, well, like, I was starting to get concerned for him when he shut the door. I was like, dude, you know you're setting yourself up for this, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, I know he wouldn't voluntarily go through with it, but it's like, yeah. you're just setting yourself up for trouble. Something's going to happen yeah. and, like, she's just going to nail you to the walls. Like, yeah. she's going to say that something happened that may or may not yeah. actually happens. Like, you're, you're just setting yourself up for trouble. You leave that door up so you have witnesses. Yeah. But then it completely took a... And then the second time, she slides the chair over and sitting right in his lap as if she's going to go through with the act. And he's like, hey, whoa. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> kind of crazy. She ends up sticking around throughout the movie to, to yeah. the very end and where there's like an insinuation that her and Charlie are interested in each other. Well, I, yeah. I thought was, yeah. That was yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I and mean, both of them had broken hearts. Yeah. I thought that was a, such a poignant scene on her part. Can't right. they just see just his 
got a broken heart. Because he's going through all this therapy, and yep. she's basically saying if he had somebody, <coughs> uh, that would fix a lot of things. Yeah. If he had a... Kind of crazy. I thought Don Cheadle did a great job. Yes. You know, he played it to a T. Yeah, good to see him in a movie. I like, yeah. I like seeing him. Yeah, I thought he did great in like Ocean's Eleven and so forth. You know, that's right. It's all Barney. I forgot <laughs> he was in Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. Hotel Rwanda. Yeah. That's where I first saw him. I think. Yeah, he does a good job. <coughs> and I thought Adam Sandler did a great job for a serious role. I thought he, you know, mm-hmm. for a drama man, he pulled it off. And, and Dave, I know you said that this was kind of a uh, under. Yeah, movie behind the scenes. Yeah, like uh, it doesn't get the credit it deserves, and I would have to agree with that statement. Yeah. Flying under the radar. Yeah, I mean, just, you know, Adam Sandler movies, like everybody knows Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison. Yeah. You know, now I'm probably uncut gems now, but this one, whoever heard of this one? Yeah. I stumbled upon it on accident. Really? (coughs) Yeah, and, you know, Don Cheadle's a big actor. After, you know, Hotel Rwanda and Ocean Eleven stuff, you know, he, he pulls a lot of credit. And how about Liv Tyler? Yes. I didn't know, like, a, I know she's in Armageddon, mm-hmm. and she did good there, but, man, I thought she slammed a home run here, too. Oh, she, yeah. Was she the attorney or no? She's the therapist. I mean, the therapist, yeah. Yeah, she's a therapist. And I, I really thought it was cute when he kept uh, hijacking her outside their office. Mm-hmm. She's like, Charlie, you know, you got to stop doing that. Or, Alan, you got to start making a you know an appointment oh it's not me it's not me yeah <laughs> for a friend yeah and then i like it this is for real this time <laughs> <laughs> uh, i got i got a real friend yeah. uh but yeah yeah the starting out i mean he just he spots his old friend basically walking down the sidewalk with headphones on carrying paint college roommate looks yeah. pretty uh <clears throat> disheveled tries to chase him down eventually they end up start hanging out but sometimes he'll just ask him a question and Adam Sandler's character will totally flip out like thinks yeah. that he's been sent there by the CIA he's got like paranoia <coughs> post traumatic stress all this different yeah he's, he's a mess yeah you start to think like because it, until you find out the backstory you just like think this guy just went off the deep end yeah and, like because he's completely you know shown signs of him at first. yeah because he's like shown signs of, of yeah almost like he had like had some kind of brain injury like something to the point of like he has no memory of memory of the past yeah refuse to remember yeah yeah he had to tell him like we were college roommates and he's like where, where are we oh, okay like he was just totally out of it in his own world he, yeah and then the, he finds out that he basically is a hermit stays in his apartment redoes his kitchen over and over and just totally plays video games 24 7 and then the next day or the next time they meet like yeah, and then he just remembers exactly what he told him the last time, which, which is odd because that it's mm-hmm. almost like you would think there was a, it was a uh, brain injury involved at some point. Yeah, I guess there's mention of uh, like a settlement or, or something he got for victims of 9/11. So he's got like he's sitting on a ton of money. So he really yeah. he doesn't have to do anything. He can just basically eat Chinese food and hang out in his apartment in the in the dark and remodel. Yeah, because his wife and all three of his daughters were killed in a in the, the plane attack. Pretty crazy little monologue when he finally ends up talking about that. He's been putting it off for so long. There's like a couple minute, just single shot of Adam Sandler going processing the emotion and actually talking about it for the first time about 
his family and what, what that was like to lose him like that. It's like pretty crazy. That, yeah, that, I, I, I don't want to spoil it, but that scene changed my rating. Ah. Really? Yes. Well, that, that answers the poignant scenes for sure, I think. Well, I actually had two, but yeah. that, that was one of them. What else you got? Oh, it was that one. And then... Oh, I forgot it. <laughs> what about you, Dave? Hold on, what was Joe's scene again? When, when we when Adam breaks down in the in the the office in the office and starts telling him a story about his daughter. Yeah, yes, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I like the movie across the board, so there's several poignant scenes. But the one I really like that just made me giggle was when he he hyped him up and he's like, "Yeah, you know, I remember about you. You didn't take shit from anybody." Yeah, <laughs> you know, and and then they're walking out of the office after he unloads on his partners and he's like, "You know, I might have I might have had that backwards. Uh, yeah. I was thinking of someone else." Yeah, he's like, "You remember?" And then whatever the guy's yeah. name he said, he said, "He didn't take. You took it from everybody." <laughs> yeah, you know, and that just that was like, yeah. "Yep, yeah. <laughs> dealing with a crazy person." There's some good banter back and forth between yeah. the two of them. They, yeah, they uh, like to give each other a hard time. Oh, I know what it was. It was when he starts having the flashbacks in the apartment towards the end. Okay, yeah, where he found his pistol. Yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, very so. moving. Yes. That. He, those were my he's two. He's so disorganized that he stashed the bullet somewhere. Otherwise, he probably would have. Yeah, shot could, himself. Possibly could have gone through with it, but he was just. But then, he had an empty gun running around his apartment looking for bullets. But, but then decides to go try to do suicide by cop. Great. <sighs> Yeah, and I thought the policeman did a good job on that, too. Yes. The guy sounded scared, sounded like he didn't want to shoot him, you know, hiding behind the pillar. Yeah. Man, good scenes. Yes. I like the cab driver. You know, you thought... He's a New York cab driver. Yeah, (laughs) but I mean, he wasn't as rude and as jerky as he could have been. I kind of expected when he first popped out, it was going to be, hey, you, I'm going to thump you. Yeah, yeah. He's like, hey, come on, guy, you know. Are you drunk? Yeah. Get out of the way. Yeah. Stay in the middle of the road. Yeah, so... I yeah, I'm gonna say he's probably a seasoned veteran at that point. It's like he's yeah. seen enough drunks. Well, like I just mean, you know, you see s- scenes like that in movies where they go overboard, right? You know, and in reality, a cab driver is not gonna be terribly rude. I don't think for the most part. I mean, you'll have some here or there, but yeah, you know, right. for the most part, I felt like that was an authentic reaction. Yeah, it hey, didn't come on, buddy. You know, it's late at night. Give me a break. It didn't fall into that stereotypical New yeah. York cab driver. Yeah, gonna run you over. And, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. A lot of little things like that I appreciated. Now, How sketchy for Charlie to be driving around, riding around on that scooter in New York traffic all the time. Yeah. yeah. It seemed like he knew his way around, but still, he's just like, yeah, he's not even coming to a full stop, just taking a right turn. Well, when he's that. not, yeah, when he's not in full touch with reality to begin with, to be on a motorized vehicle. Right. L- listen to headphones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Traffic. No helmet, just driving around. So, did you know that Brian Sugarman character was played by Mike Bender, who was also the director? Really? Yeah, so his accountant guy is also the director of the movie. Hmm. Wow. And I loved it at the very end. He's like, what's his name? The judge? He's like, what's his name? Uh, Sh- Brian, Brian Sugarman? Yeah, don't bring Sugarman. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, bloody brilliant. <laughs> A lot of little quips in there. Yes. Now, I found this interesting. Every song that's played in the background yep. is either played on Charlie's iPod or has its album mentioned by Charlie throughout the whole movie. Really? Yes. Did not know that. Yeah, there's some disagreement between... Uh, Alan and Charlie as to what is good music. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Alan's always uh, getting on to Charlie like, wow. Yeah, he's saying like you Motown stuff like that. And this, 
You need some help with music appreciation. Yeah. Right? <laughs> they have their little jam session because Charlie's like a drummer. and then. Yeah, now, did you see that coming? That he's drumming for a metal band? No. No. I, I was blown away thought, by that. I thought they were just going to be at the concert. Well, yeah. I, I figured I, if it, the way they was giving him grief outside, like, I thought he was, like, the lead singer or something. Like, he went down that path. But, like, no, he's the drummer. Like, never expected that. He's yeah. big into trivia for some reason. Yes. <laughs> well, like, I think... Name all the Great Lakes. It's like, come on, that's fifth grade stuff. Yeah, I know. That's his sarcasm with it's kind of funny. And I don't know. I think that's his way of defense is defensive mechanism to keep people away from him. He just changes the subject to uh, trivia. Yeah. You know, like even the guy that's mad at him at the front door of the bar, you know, he's like, Hey, what about this? And the guy's like, the guy stops hassling. So it worked. Right. You know, and he tells, uh, uh, not Charlie, Alan, he tells Alan, he's like, Hey, you know, that's always a good one if you want to stump somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember what it was, but it was hilarious. I was like, I, I should write that down remember that. The one of... movable national monument yeah. is yes. San Francisco Cable Cars. Yes. That's yeah. what it was. That Yeah, Charlie is formerly a dentist, and yeah, he gets asked at one point, like, does he miss it? Like, he never addresses it, but, yeah, it seems like just the way the whole movie goes, it doesn't seem like he's going to be ever going to be going back into practice. No. He's kind of that ship has sailed. Yeah. Once he went through all his, uh, all his trauma with nine eleven, like it pretty much ruined his ability to be a professional dentist. At that, now he's just on a different path. Did you think the in laws would come around at the end of the movie? I thought that was a pretty poignant scene. Yes, it was. When uh, when he walked in and he he looks at him, turns, goes out, because I I wasn't sure. I was like, man, is he gonna cuss him? Is he gonna flip out on him? And then when he you know goes into this little thing and then. I thought it was funny too at the end. He's like, I even see the stupid poodle. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I see a German shepherd and I see the stupid poodle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I like that he hugs her and kisses her and he's like, okay, or, all right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. And then he walks away. I just thought, man, what good acting. Yeah. It, it kind of just kind of uh, closed that chapter. Like they all, they all come to realizations like, you know, they're all suffering together, but on different levels. So it's, it, they all kind of start to understand each other better. Yeah. Because it was kind of uh, us versus them, Charlie versus the in-laws, the in-laws versus Charlie. Like, they could never see eye to eye on, on what's going on. And then they finally realized, he's like, you know, th- this was traumatic on both sides for different reasons. But, uh, but they both understand on why. What I don't understand is why they want to be in Charlie's life so bad. That's what I don't know. I mean, if you're in-laws, you know, and it, that all goes down, you'd think that they would be like, hey, mm-hmm. you know, this is a done deal. He's already crazy. Just let him go. But they were adamantly or venomously going to have him almost incarcerated, you know, for a year. You know, and I, I thought the judge's deal is like, you know, do you think that's what your daughter would want for her man? Yeah. To be put in a mental hospital for a year when he can go around on his own with no problems just because he won't talk to you. To me, that seemed pretty pretty rough. I, I just kind of bought it off as the thought of that was their last connection to their daughter. Yeah. And, and right, wrong, or different, they didn't want to lose that connection. So. Yeah, they uh, said something at one point, like, we're the only family he has. Yeah. So they felt like they were, it fell on them, I guess, maybe. Yeah, to kind of look out for his best best interest. Yeah, it is a little weird how much they <laughs> won't leave him alone. Yes. 
Or... Yeah, that's the one thing about the movie I didn't like and didn't understand. I mean, they had to have a controversy, though. Right. So, you know, that's your controversy, I guess. I could, uh, speaking of controversy, I couldn't help thinking of the Will Smith slap when I saw Jada. <laughs> okay, so I wasn't the only one yeah. then, right? <laughs> Just that look in her face and her general attitude. Mm-hmm. It's like the same sort of thing that was going on at the Oscars where she, yep. she got all huffy uppity up about being made fun of and took this like she gave Will that look at the Oscar like you better do something but yeah yeah like in this movie she had that same sort of look sometimes. <laughs> I thought I did like her I, I appreciated her character though and I like the scene where she's working on the puzzle mm-hmm. and she's like you're gonna miss all the action yeah you know? and I was like yep yeah <laughs> Uh, a picture puzzle is where the action's at. Yeah. Right? Like, but I, just the way she played it off and then uh, whatever she said to him, you'd think the look you gave your daughter there getting you out of this, you know, yeah. she just saved you from a house fire or something. <laughs> whatever whatever she said, I was like, yeah, nice. She's <clears throat> and I like it. Save me some of that sky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and when she signed him up for the photography class, the advanced one, he's yeah. just like, oh. <laughs> you can see him like cussing under his breath. Mm-hmm. No, but no, to, it's great. To it's her, wonderful. Like, yeah, it was, I can't wait to do advanced photography. Class. Yeah. <laughs> Looking forward to it. So, you know, movie, uh, it kind of, you know, waved the flag of honesty, said face your demons, you know, speak from your heart, open up. Might have fallen on its face a little, maybe not, I don't I know. I don't know. There's so. some, some good scenes of them just having a good time and yeah. running around the city and doing fun stuff together. Uh, basically, this guy that has no responsibility, no family, no... Yeah. Has money, do doesn't have to work, yeah. Whatever he wants, kind of... He kind of helps his other friend out a little bit. Don Cheadle's character is more very professional and straight-laced, and he's able to get out and have some fun. So it helped him out a little bit to run into Charlie. Yeah, it was kind of best for both of them. Yeah. Now, now there was another little Easter egg that I did not know about Ooh, tell me more the video game yeah colossals yes shadow of colossus is the actual video game name really yeah it was released in 2005 and it's a game about a man who slays colossus in an attempt to bring a woman back to life ah yeah i did so, not know that so it gets deeper early scripts had sandler playing a simple 1980s style game <laughs> until editor jeremy rouse recalled that his own father watched the movie aliens obsessively as a thinly veiled kind of Vietnam veteran kind of story. Yeah. Seeing the imagery of the Colossus uh, falling, he realized someone who was dealing with 9-11 would be engrossed by a giant that keeps collapsing over and over again, so he demonstrated it to writer and director Mike Bender and actors and actresses with approval of the game's director, uh, Fumito uh, Yuda. It was included in the movie. Nice. That's awesome. That's a nice little Easter egg. And yeah. It makes sense now. Now that you say it, I'm like, yep. Perfect. It took me a little while to figure out that it was in 9-11. Yes. The first time I watched the movie, I did not realize it or put it together, I don't think. I didn't pay attention to it. Put it that way. Well, I didn't either. Uh, seen it, and Cena mentioned it, and I said, how did you catch it? She said, I read it in the... Yeah. She, pre-op? Yeah, the pre-op. I was like, okay, well, that makes sense then. Because hmm. early on, the daughter asked... Don Cheadle's character is like, Daddy, is that the guy whose yeah. family died in a plane crash? They don't say 9-11, though. Right, right. Right. But then he, when he talks about it, he watched it on TV and watched the planes fly in the building. So that's a giveaway, but I didn't catch it the first time. And the mom mentions it, too, that when these 
people came over here and these yeah. monsters came over and flew their planes. It messed up my whole life. Like she mentioned it earlier. You guys got a guess for budget versus box office? I have no idea. I'm going to say, well, this was kind of heavy-handed on the actors. Yeah, it did have some big actors in it. So I'm going to say maybe $30 million. Okay. I'll say 20 Dave, spot on. $20 nice. million. Budget. Really? All right. Now box office. No idea. <laughs> this is kind of a... a, it's a uh, yeah, it's not low, a known movie, I don't think. Yeah. I'm so going to say... Go ahead, Dave. Yeah, that's all right. Go ahead. No, go ahead, sir. <laughs> 15 We'll say it lost money. All I'm right. going to say 65 All right. Somewhere in the middle, 22. It made Barely money. made money. Only okay. made $2 million, Wow. Which in Hollywood probably considered a bust. Yeah. yeah. Only $2 million. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good. Fire up the telephone. Here I was we go. Say, that's exactly where I, that's why I was Gosh. thinking. That's why I started laughing. I was going, oh, here's the telephone. <laughs> but, so, uh, yeah, kind of neat. I, I don't know. There's a lot of, like, you were talking about scenes, the camaraderie and stuff. I really like when he taught him how to play Shadows Colossal mm-hmm. or whatever it was. And he's like, uh, yeah, I don't have an addictive personality. And like two hours later, he's like, come on, man. And he's like, tell me more about this. Uh, don't have an addictive personality. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, funny stuff. Would you guys want to play Would You Rather? Sure. All right. So for Alan Johnson, Would right. You Rather? Nope. <laughs> See Don Cheadle? <laughs> or Javier Bardem? I don't even know who that is, so no. He's married to Penelope Cruz. Doesn't help me there either. <laughs> uh, no Country for Old Men, Skyfall, uh, Living Pablo, Pirates. He's in one of the Pirates. Yeah, it's got to be Don Cheadle. Okay. Okay, for Charlie I mean, Feinberg. I like Javier. Don't get me wrong. but Yeah. yeah. For Charlie Feinman, would you have rather seen Adam Sandler or Tom Cruise? <laughs> oh, definitely Adam Sandler. Yeah. Uh, as soon as I seen that, I was like, there's no that, way. Yeah, no way. You know, speaking of Tom, uh, Top Gun has made like a billion dollars. Has what? It? Yeah. I believe it because like every movie theater, like all, all these multiplexes, like there's two or three, they have dedicated two or three theaters wow. uh, airing it. Crazy. Who okay. thought Top Gun coming rearing back? We might have to review it at some point. Well, I've never watched the first one. What? Yeah. All right, that's my pick this week, Top Gun. Or next turn. Next turn. Oh, I gotta wait till next turn. Yeah, that'll be your pick, Joe. Then. <laughs> All right. So for the last, would you rather? Yeah. The Angela. Would you have rather seen Liv Taylor, or Jennifer Garner? Honestly, either one. I thought Liv Taylor had a nice soothing voice. I, I don't know. Yeah, she did a good job, but I, I think Jennifer Garner could have pulled that off too. Yeah. I mean, I that's a too. minor role. Yeah. But but I think I think you could you couldn't have gone wrong with either of them. Yeah, I think both of them have been fine. I'm a big Jennifer Garner fan. Oh, I am too. That so that that um, I think that might uh, be biased a little bit on the because she's from West Virginia. Well, yeah, that too. <laughs> Actually, I just, I think she's a good actress. She yes. plays key roles like at carrying roles really well. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I th- I think e- either option yeah couldn't have gone yep. wrong. I think that might be the first time for a while I've agreed with Would You Rather. Yeah. Usually I'm pretty steadfast in yeah. who played it, played it. Well, like Charlie Feynman with, with Tom Cruise, that's like, yeah. no, no, absolutely You've no You've had way. some close ones, but yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not into that. Okay, awesome. So I have something else I'm going to pitch you guys. Oh, boy. Because I was thinking about this watching the movie, and especially when we when we see uh, uh, Charlie, Charlie break down. Could this movie 
be a very uh, important, well, I don't want to say important, a very poignant movie to uh, discuss mental health. Oh, that's why I like it. I think there's so many factors in here. One, because of Charlie's uh, post-traumatic syndrome from losing his family. Mm -hmm. You know, what happens to people when they mentally are broken. You know, you also have the heartbroken part of it. And then you have Don Cheadle, who doesn't have any friends and only does work and then comes home to his family. And, you know, his mental health is struggling. You know, the phone call to his wife at the end. What would you guys think of that? Uh, Did you see that coming? No. I didn't either. And, the, and the, I've seen this twice now, so this is my second viewing. And at the end, I forgot about it. And then when he picked up the phone, he's like, hey, you know, I need to open up and I'll tell you enough. And she's like, just come home. You know, that's what I want. Yeah. And, you know, I was just like, daggone, that's that's poignant. Yeah. You know, that is a... He took that step to take a little bit of ownership for what he was... Yeah. Not doing wrong instead of feeling sorry for himself and, yeah. and thinking he's the victim and... Uh, she was always on his case. He's like, There's, I could be doing better. It's a two-way street. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so, you know, a lot of stuff there that you could, you know, and Adam Sandler starting over, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I think uh, mental health-wise, this has a lot of themes in it. Because it's one of those, you know, mental health is kind of a dirty word. Oh, yeah. We, you know, that's kind of shut down the ring. We don't discuss it, period. As a, as a society, we don't discuss yep. it. And look at, you know, in the movie, he didn't want to go to therapy. Right. Whether he thought it was not important enough, his issues weren't important enough, or he's embarrassed by it, whatever it was, he was hijacking her outside the office. Oh, isn't it funny? We just keep running into each other. Yeah. You know, he tells him multiple times you need to talk to somebody. He's like, yeah. ah, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, you're right, Joe. There's a lot of hidden mental health issues in this that could be looked at. Mm-hmm. Why, why did uh, Charlie move? Well, just to get a fresh start? Get out of that apartment, get out of the uh, yeah. kitchen renovation memories he had memories every time he walked down the hallway yeah I, that's kind of why i took it as is that like this is this is to finally close that chapter of life out new beginnings yeah, all across the board he's moving on to me yeah, it seems like they chose to leave it a little bit up in there as to i mean there's no guarantee that he's going to be good it's just right they could he's moving in a positive direction and then the movie ends it doesn't end with him totally right cured or anything right Right, but it it shows you that there is hope, there is a way out of the darkness. There there is a light at the end of the tunnel right. if you do so to seek it, if you're willing to put in the work so to a get. Combination of therapy and friendship and possibly love at the end. There, he's got a potential love interest, and yeah, it's just it seemed like a pretty short uh, amount of time from him like doing some seriously. Uh, self-destructive stuff like try to get shot by police by yeah. pulling out a gun in the middle of the street and then <coughs> it kind of ends shortly after that with him just kind of in the new apartment it's not clear that he's necessarily going to be okay yeah they kind of they kind of fast forward because they they say well it's been weeks or or yeah. months or whatever so that, so they, they they let you down the path of like no no it's not like temp two or three days right, it's right. been there's been some time, some time which is good. yeah so and yeah, they, i, li- they I like they do that a couple times where it's like yeah, it just kind of fast forwards, and somebody mentions it's been months or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah which I kind of like that because then it it makes the story a little more believable. It's like okay, he because if without that, okay, he got arrested on Monday, got put into the uh, mental evaluation on Tuesday, and then he's out by Wednesday. No, they they said okay, it's been X amount of time. It's like okay, well, mm-hmm. just a little blip like that that 
makes it a little more believable. Right. Yeah. Hmm. What do you think of him and the lady getting together, if that's where this is headed? <laughs> well, as she said, they're both broken, so... I don't know. Yeah, could work out. I mean, yeah, what do you do with two, cra- two crazy people? Maybe they belong together. He was definitely <laughs> head over heels for her. He was like, yeah. first time he saw her. He was... <laughs> yeah. How, what'd you think of the scene where uh, he's like, hey, she's Guatemalan. She doesn't even speak English or anything. Like, yeah. <laughs> privacy. Yeah. And she's like, that is one dirty move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you see that coming? No, no not no, at all. Oh, she played that off so good. Yeah. I, you are a very nice man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> see, <laughs> privacy. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't see that for a mile. Yeah. That's what I appreciate. A little little bit of that in there just to keep it moving and interesting. Man. I didn't feel like there was too much downtime. Charlie's awkwardness of like not shaking people's hands. Yeah. And totally rude to people and like it was man, tough to watch some of those interactions. What's Cena think? She liked she was it was a good one? Yeah, yeah. she said it was a good one. Yeah. I I just I I just can't get over the this the scene where Charlie finally breaks down. That Yeah. Poignant, very poignant. Yes. We've had two movies in a row now dealing with mental health issues. One guy playing with bears and this one. Very fitting. (laughs) Playing with bears. (laughs) (laughs) You make make it sound like he's at a zoo tossing in some, you know. Well. He's just out there playing with bears. Yeah. Well, I mean, true, a, true, but still. Yeah. <laughs> We're referring to Grizzly Man, the documentary. Oh, boy. Yeah. What a road that goes down. Yeah. <sighs> I really like Melanie the Secretary, too. Yeah. Oh, Her she one is, Yes. Where she's like, hey, Miss Remar, Miss Remar, you go find another therapist. They don't want you here. Or another dentist. They don't want you here anymore. Yeah. yeah. Bury your face in a phone book. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, and just just blunt like no, she's gonna shout it in the middle of the hallway so everybody can yeah, hear. Yeah, no privacy needed. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> and he said, you know, you could have called her. Oh no, 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 we take care of this now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you gotta be harsh with these people to get them to go away. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, she has the, not take any crap. And then she has the nerve to call back for another appointment. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so you didn't. So you didn't take enough abuse out there in the waiting room in front of everybody saying... I felt a little bit bad for her, honestly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did too. <laughs> 7.4 out of 10, IMDb. What, what's the Rotten Tomatoes score? Eh, I don't know. I'm just saying all I keep doing is hitting home run yeah. grand slams. So, you yeah. know, yeah. you guys are welcome. I'm not throwing out any turds. Are, are you knocking them out of the park on, like, the t-ball field? or? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, whatever it takes. <laughs> Whatever it takes. <laughs> Man, that uh, where it, uh, Alan gets in his head that he's going to basically try to s- sneakily uh, arrange for a therapist to help out. Yeah, what's he, his, uh, N- Nigel? He sets up this thing where they're oh. in the record store, and he's like, oh, I just ran into you. Hey, you want to have lunch? Like, just to try to set up a yeah. situation where he yeah. can get therapy. For his, that was a terrible idea. Yeah. Yeah, it's like... You knew that's what was going to happen from go when they just happened to run into each other at 
That guy's a dork. Yeah. He's a big old dork. Look at him. I like we got man. I spotted you a mile away. <laughs> <laughs> I knew the moment I laid eyes on you, you're a dorky therapist. Yeah. Which is true. Let's go outside of my kitchen. <laughs> 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 Try to therapy me up. Therapy me up. Yeah, you even ordered like a therapist, and then he has a goal. He's like, well, how, tell me how I ordered like a therapist. Yeah, how does a therapist order? <laughs> I'm just curious. I was a little unsure what the strategy was with uh, the, the female therapist. It seemed like she would just sit there and basically repeat back anything Charlie said. Like, he's like, that's what therapists do when you're like, part of the oh, assault therapy. Do you want to talk about that? Do you want the session to be over? Just yeah. like, well, what, what is this? What is what sort of therapy is this? Non-invasive therapy. Right. <sighs> do you want to talk about this or that? Funny stuff. Yeah. Some good. Yeah, I had some some good laughs. Their banter back and forth, and the things they get into, and then definitely some moments where. When Charlie would flip out or something, things are kind of dark with it, and then some happy stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of mixed mixed bag here, a lot of different yeah. stuff. Hmm. Characters you like, characters you hated. <laughs> yeah. All right, what do you think? Let's rake this baby up. All right. All right. Seems like we've covered a lot of the bases. Is there anything we left out? I got my usual question in if you're describing, you know, a pointy moment. So, and I didn't even have to get in. You got yeah. that in for me. Yeah. Yeah. Joe's got the would you rather in. So, Justin, you got anything you want to throw at us before we rate it up? No, I think, I think we got it covered. All right. So, safe to say, mop buckets all the way around. Thank you, <laughs> gentlemen. Meeting adjourned. We'll be back next week. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'll, I'll I don't think this is mop bucket, but I thought it was good. Right. Is I'll listen to Joe's rating because I'm, I'm still. Are you still? You can oh, be really? swayed. Really? I'm right in the overflowing medium to large area. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I see that. I'm gonna say large. I think it's solid. I just, I mean, it's yeah. It's missing. You know, away. it's got a little bit off here and there, but nothing major. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing that you can't live with. And I would recommend this to. The the problem, the reason I'm gonna go with a large, just a large, is because it's not gonna fit every crowd. Right. You know, I I think a younger person wouldn't appreciate it. And I think, uh, you know, somebody that's older that doesn't care for drama slash, you know, minor comedy would appreciate it either. So the right person this could really make a lot of sense to. Right. So I'm going large. Well, Dave, you're going to have good company in the boat. I'm I'm going large as well. And I'm surprised because there's no actual gunshots, no explosions. Right. Yeah. Well, I was, I'm with Justin. I was in that medium, overflowing medium range. And then when Charlie finally breaks down and starts mm-hmm. talking, that that scene right there is what got me. Yeah. That's what pushed me over to the large. It's like, because it's one of those, that scene right there, if, you know, we were all old enough to, to live through 9-11. But that, that scene right there, if, even if you was young enough that yeah. you didn't live through 9-11, just thought of being a parent and losing a spouse and kids all at the same time in a tor- in a terrible accident. Not only in a terrible accident, but had to literally watch your family die alive on national TV. Yeah. There's no there's no possible way. Yeah. That I mean, what a way to see your family perish. Yeah. In, in public. You're, you're in public in front of you know, you're you're surrounded by hundreds of people 
literally watch your family die on national TV and 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 don't know. Yeah, it's one of those. If I was in that situation, I would probably. I don't know what would happen if I was in that situation. I'd probably just die of a heart attack right there. I mean, because there's. You don't know what until you're in that situation. You can't say, "Oh well, I'd do this or I'd do that." Yeah. Well, I can tell you what I'd do. I don't know what I would do. Yeah, that it's crazy because. You know how surreal would that be? Yeah. You know, it'd be it's just mind-boggling. I mean, I was teaching sophomore English when it went down up to high school. And Joe, you were in high school. Yeah. And, um, you know, just everybody's like turn on the news right now because we all had TVs in our classroom for yep. the morning announcements and stuff. Right. And we turned it on. And I was like, this is crazy. Is this real? You know, how does this happen? And, you know, just mind-boggling. It took a long time for us to wrap our heads around, you know, how the whole thing went down. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy to think all three of us were in the same building mm-hmm. when all, when when nine eleven happened. Yeah, good point. Yeah, I don't know. So anyway, all right. So yeah, go- for, for me, I think if I gave it overflowing medium, I would want to emphasize that that's still a that's like a positive score. That's saying that's not dinging anything. That maybe it's just not quite totally large material for me. But I, it could go either way. I mean, I. Thought the acting was pretty solid all around. Um, yeah, just some of the weird little side stories were. I mean, I don't know. Hmm. It's not a hundred percent there on large. Yeah, well, that's all right. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, okay. Well, Justin, how about this? Very not everybody could have good. But taste. very overflowing. Meaning. I was gonna say you're very overflowing. Meaning, so what if like. It was a large, but like they shortchanged you, like it was like a three-quarter large. Mm-hmm. Oh, would you be in that kind of arena? Yeah, yeah, uh, a large with a handful taken out. And yeah, eaten. yeah, yeah. So yeah, very, very, very overflowing medium, almost a large. Yeah. Oh okay. boy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, good movie though. That's not saying anything bad about it. No, but I enjoyed it. no, but I, I know exactly where you're at because I was right there the whole movie, and then like I said, that the Charlie scenes what 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 moved me over. Yeah, but I I was right there the whole movie. It's like eh, it's teetering because I was solid medium. Then it started then it, it started slowly moving up the popcorn ranks. So, yeah. so I, I I completely see where you're going with that. So too large and overflowing medium. Very very close scores. Very nice yeah. score. Rotten Tomatoes, it's thing got beat up on Rotten yeah. Tomatoes. Yeah. yeah. It's like 60% tomato score, tomato meter, but like 81% audience score. Like the critics just beat this thing up. Yeah, that's their job. But yeah. it's but it's so good, though. Yeah, pretty good. And, and as much as it pains me to say this, Dave, I have to applaud you on this Woo-hoo! because if, if I wasn't forced to watch it, I'd have never watched it. Yeah. And yeah. I like that's, Adam Sandler. That's what I mean. It's one of those movies that's kind of under the radar. You know, Don Cheadle, Adam Sandler, big-time names. Yes. Um, you know, Jada Pinkett Smith, um, Sutherland. Sutherland yeah. You know, it's got some big names to it. And Sutherland had a small appearance, but, you know, still, that's always notable when he's in a movie. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, interesting stuff. Yeah. All right. Good, good. good I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. I, mm-hmm. It's one of the ones I've been holding on to for a while, just waiting to see when we could see it. And I still got in my pocket that Joe just can't find me. <laughs> I'm working, buddy. I'm trying. Right. So, Joe, what, what's your pick looking like? So, coming <sighs> off of this, you better have something good. Well, I'm, I'm kind of torn. 
because right. I was going to go back to the algorithms, but then I seen oh. two movies pop up on Netflix. You're abandoning the algorithms? No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not abandoning them. Well, Netflix has algorithms too, right? Kinda. Yeah, but I, I seen these pop up as like what they finally got them back in their catalog, and these two movies are uh, have been hard to track down for a while. So I'm gonna let you gentlemen pick. Okay. We can go straight algorithms, and do speed, yeah. or we can do John Q or Lean on Me. I have to Google some of these. I know all three of them. John Q. John Q is a heck of Denzel? a Denzel Washington movie. Yes. And it is heart string pulling. Every time I watch it, I still get yeah. towards the end. Yeah. And I, I, and the whole time I'm sitting there going, you know how this is going in, you know how it's going in, but I still get sucked in every yeah, time. Yeah. What's the basic premise? I don't know if I've John seen Q. That one. His yeah. son needs a heart transplant. And he, uh, the insurance company says, sorry, you just don't have insurance for it. Your kid's going to die, and he just he doesn't take no for an answer. Yeah. Average Joe takes it into his own hands. What was the last one again? Uh, Lean on Me. Lean on me. And and I loved this movie growing up, and then... Uh, 1989? Yes. Then in high school, Justin and I had a principal that, when when I first met him, it was like you're trying to be Joe Clark, and you're not Joe Clark. You're you know the school is not anywhere near this shape, and just kind of ruined the movie for me. So that I watched it the other night, first time I watched it in years, and it's like I wanted to hate the movie because Justin and I we had a principal that was yeah. tried to be Joe Clark, and it's like no, because he played the Lean on Me song and all. I was like, dude, you're not. <laughs> uh. Man, I. I could go either way. I don't know. I'm kind of leaning against, away from speed a little. Okay. Towards the latter two. Yeah, I'm. I'm in favor of John Q. <clears throat> yeah. If Dave's is up for that, I'm, I'm up for that. So you, okay, so you have not seen John Q. No. Okay, let me make sure that like John Q hasn't been pulled off of Netflix's Q within like the last 24 hours. I'm, I'm anxious to hear your take on this one, Justin. Denzel, it's hard to go wrong. <laughs> Denzel, 2002. John Q. Oh no! Don't no! Don't. Okay, there it is. Yep, it's on Netflix. I was just thinking yeah. yesterday. I probably I gotta throw Good Will Hunting in at some point. Lean on me. I've been waiting for Joe to do that. Yeah. So Good I, so Goodwood good Hunting's a home run, Joe. That's a cherry pick of a movie. <laughs> yeah, but I like throwing these little curveballs at you guys. I'm just looking back at our list, The Shining. Wow, what a movie that was. <laughs> <laughs> so to Great. go from The Shining to Grizzly Man to Rain on Me, <laughs> Rain Over Me. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I'm excited. I think John Q. That's a big Denzel performance. Yes. Oh, Ray Liotta. Rest in peace is in this one. Nice. It's been a long time since I've seen it. It's been it's been a little while since I've watched it, but again, like I said, I I can't tell you how many times I've watched this, but literally every time I know how it's going to end, but I still get sucked in going, Ugh, don't, no, no. And Justin, you're going to have to pull out a good movie on your end because yeah. going from uh, Grizzly Man with Bad Outcome to yeah. my movie, which is, you know, Drama Heartstrings, to this one, which is Drama Heartstrings. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to think of something 
but well, he but he has the fan pick buffer to kind of. Yeah, fan pick's always a wild card there, so right. I don't know. That's why I'm I'm laying it on Justin because he's gonna, regardless of the fan pick, he might. You're right though. That might give him enough. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It gives him a buffer to. He's got to take the trend and go a direction there. That's the thing. Yeah. yeah. All right. Interesting. Well, you guys are welcome. I'm just hitting grand slams. <laughs> T-ball field or not, grand slams. Yeah. And I'm looking at my list, and man, oh, man, do I have some more sitting. I got some more obscure, obscure home runs for you. Well, I, I do too, but I'm I'm starting to uh, get symptoms of withdrawal from pulling away from the algorithms. But I know. I'm impressed you went away from them. Well, I, have, I haven't abandoned them, but... I hit I hit the ball out of the park with uh, Freedom Riders. So it's like you know what? Let's let's double down on this. Well, that and those two movies, Lean on Me and John Key, are so hard to catch on a streaming service. Anyway, so I was like, I better jump on this while, while strike while the iron's hot. Yeah, man, I got a lot of good movies. Yeah, <laughs> we'll be the judge of let, that. Let me, <laughs> let me have one of those things. <laughs> well, wait, wait a minute, Justin. The, the list you, is long. Like I said, oh, Justin, wow. do you really want to subject yourself to that? <laughs> no, I'm there's you know I'm a movie guy. And there's so many good movies out. Oh there. yeah. Because I almost went with the documentary. I was like, you gotta leave that crap to Justin. Yeah. <laughs> well, but yeah, but it was a uh, pulled the heartstring documentary. It was it wasn't Grizzly Man. It was it's a <laughs> it was a real documentary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now the other one that's kind of on my list in the back of my head is who's that farmer lady that's she's like kind of. Tempo Gremlin? Yeah. Is that a good movie? Yes. I kind of want to see that one. It is. Claire Danes does a great job. Yeah. I've never seen it. Mm -hmm. It's about an autistic lady that changes the way farming's done. Really? Cattle farming specifically. But she has issues, but her family forces her to be normal. And and she's real. She's a real person that changed agriculture. Well... For the most part, I say that then they just had like ten thousand meat cows die in the Midwest. I'm wondering if that wasn't a lightning strike. I didn't think about that. I just the conditions are so horrible for meat cows, it's rough either way you go. But anyway, I mean, we drove last summer coming back from Colorado, drove through Kansas, and I saw a farm you could see from the interstate. Mm-hmm. It was a hundred degrees out, no shade, no nothing, just you know, a bunch. Of cattle packed in a square and there were four squares together you know it looked like right. an old four square playground game yeah tons of cattle shoved in one area they couldn't move couldn't do anything but just stand there in the sun yeah i was like that's gotta be stinking miserable it's almost animal cruelty you know put some shade or something because yeah. it's just ridiculous i mean we got out of the car to get gas and it was just sweltering yeah i was like that's you know nah, that can't be good so i don't know ten thousand to die like in that heat wave we've had I just assumed it was some heat-related deal. But yeah. You never know. Anyway. All right, back to movies. John Q. John, John Q. John Q. Denzel Washington. Uh, I'm excited about this one because Dave, I just, I'm just reading you. Uh, you and th- I have kids. So I think it hits home a little bit. I don't know how Justin will, if he'll have his heartstrings pulled as hard. We'll see. Oh, I don't know. It, it pulled my heartstrings long before. I watched it long before. Before Sadie you had along. kids, yeah. Right. But I mean, now having kids, yeah, it hits it another. It level. becomes more prominent. Yeah, because you're like, damn, if that was my kid, yeah, I'd have to do something. Yeah, I'd have to justify the whole thing. But but what I'm saying is, I can I can read you and 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 you don't have to answer this, but I'm going to say it's probably going to rank pretty high. Justin, 
with Justin not seen it, I'm anxious to see. Oh, mine's at least never flowing small. Yeah, <laughs> guaranteed. <laughs> but with Justin being a fresh set of eyes on this, I'm mm-hmm. anxious to see. Well, don't get me wrong. I haven't seen it for a long time. Right. But when did it come out? 2000. Like, I didn't go to the theaters <clears throat> and watch it or anything, but I yeah, saw I it. It's been a long time. It's not based on a true story or anything, is it? I don't think so. I could be wrong. I mean, I don't know enough about it. And I've only seen it once. Uh, 2002. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, I could have seen it back at this rate 15 years ago. It's hard to tell. Uh, there is no real John Q. However, the film's commentary track between their re- director Nick and James Kearns, the writer of the movie, they were told by the SWAT team advisors of a similar incident that took place in Toronto in 1998. Hmm. So, it, it has... Has a little bit of merit. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting deal. Okay. All right. Well, wrap us up. How they do we do all that yet? No, not yet. Joseph? All right. So, for all the news and reviews, check out our website, beentherewatchthat.com. Follow us online. We're on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter at BTWTPod. And be sure to subscribe to the podcast, Been There, Watch That. We're on all the major platforms, and all of our episodes are hosted by Anchor.fm. Bam. Bam. Joe, you got it down to a science. He can do that in his sleep. I know. <laughs> I'm just going to call him up one day. Joe, wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> okay, he's here. Okay, done. Like, impressive. That's going to be my new bar trick, my new parlor trick. I'm like, hey, listen, I got this guy. And he can reel this stuff off without even thinking about watch. Let's call him. Yeah. And just watch how this goes down. Yeah. And everybody's going to be amazed. You'd be like, wow, that guy is all right. I got yeah. a tech guy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he does tricks. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you a dollar he reels this off without a mistake or a breath. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, good stuff. Well, yeah. I, I think we're doing good. What episode are we on? This will be 60 coming up next week. 60 wow. next week. Plugging along. Wow. All right. Okay, 100's coming in. It's coming in. It'll we're going to have to look ahead and get something special for 100. I say we oh, pick. Yeah. I say we pick a movie and watch it at the Roby. Well, I just I mean we missed the boat on the 50th anniversary of the Godfather thing. Right. That just coincided perfect, and we missed it. Yep. So that's why I mean we gotta look for something like that, and yeah, maybe the Roby. We'll see. Cool. All right. Well, Justin, take us out of here because we've been there. Watch that. Nice. All right. For myself, Joe, and Justin, we'll be back next week with John Co. Q. John Q. And join us, and also don't forget the fan submission. We love those, and that'll be up the week after. Everybody have a great week.